1: It's Memorial Day, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast here to talk about Monday Night Raw. I'm uh, Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. We had an audience kind of tonight at Monday Night Raw. Matt, what did you think about having the Performance Center and NXT talent behind the plexiglass on display in the Raw audience tonight?
2: Much better, much much better. There, it feels very feels very late though in the game to be doing this. If I'm being honest, though.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: I I agree with you, Matt. I thought it was way, way better than not having anything. Um, there were times when it, it was a little rough at the at the start because it felt so forced. Like you could tell they're doing exactly. It's almost like you know at a TV show when they're telling you to applause and boo. It kind of it kind of felt like that. But it was so much better having you know people having some noise, especially during the matches. And I thought that's where it came out more.
1: Yeah. Uh, so we'll get into it, but uh, it was definitely different tonight. I'm just waiting. How long till someone goes into that plexiglass, like uh, NHL style? I feel like that spot's just waiting to happen. Probably an Edge versus Orton. Well, that would be the time. Uh, so we opened up, of course, with a video tribute to Memorial Day, and then we were from the closed set at the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida, live on tape. Uh, Tom Phillips joined by Samojo and Byron Saxton, and we started with Kevin Owens and The Kevin Owens Show. Uh, Kevin talking about the NXT developmental t- Talents that were in the audience tonight um, so, uh, Tom saying that everyone there Has been tested for COVID-19 Saw so the plexiglass shields And uh, yeah this this Segment you know Owens building it up uh, The triple threat with the women Asuka hitting the ring uh, Coming out there um, Chanting for Becky Lynch um, Just this uh, initial segment What did you think of this I mean Natalia the, Just the energy and everything leading to that uh, Triple threat for the women Matt it was very, very good. Well done, I
2: thought.
3: Yeah, Raj. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was it was fine. It, I thought, yeah,
1: it was good. I, yeah. I did no
3: particularly strong feelings. So, one way or like the
1: other. busy Memorial Day weekend. Like, were you guys out in the sun all day, like uh, doing hard labor? I mean, just the enthusiasm here tonight, guys. <laughs>
2: This? I mean, I don't, I don't know what you wanted for it. Like again, I'll be honest. This feels like this feels like Groundhog Day. If I'm being honest, the shit with the fans in the arena is. Th- it feels to me two months late. Um, so I'm not going to sit there and praise them for doing something that, quite frankly, I feel AEW has already beat them to the punch by two months. True. It added a little bit to tonight's matches. It did. Um, but again, every single segment felt like i was watching the same crap segment by segment by segment by segment so i'm not going to be doing cartwheels out here in my truck and pretending to like and think something was awesome when it wasn't
1: that's all last time you did a cartwheel man huh
2: yeah yeah <laughs> glenn glenn froze
3: up there uh in the middle of the cartwheel but yeah this show to me it felt every minute of three hours it felt longer um and that's just been the problem with Roz lately. And uh, there's no, nothing really standing out, nothing really bad tonight, but uh, uh, nothing really great either. Um, so I'll just keep running through the show until Glenn gets back. Okay. Um, pull it up here. So the, the, that was the Kevin Owens show. Uh, so one thing in the crowd, I don't know if you noticed, the Rock's daughter Simone was one of the, the fans that were, were planted in the crowd. Um, Jessamyn Duke was there. Um, so that's there another
2: thing. Another thing. Blackheart. I mean, and that's another thing about them being in the crowd. Um, AEW, I, I saw this a little bit with as well. I don't know if that's a good idea that we're talking about who the hell's in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it pulls away from who's wrestling in the ring. You never want to be in a situation in which you have talents that are not involved in a match pull from the stories being told in the ring mm. um, and I noticed that with AEW over the weekend with the pay-per-view Big Swole and things like that I think and this is my opinion it, it pulls away from the story being told in the ring
3: yeah I kind of felt like they should just have unrecognizable uh, developmental yes. talent so it doesn't distract
2: Roman um, Lucha masks like the dork order every one of them <laughs>
3: All right, so uh, so we had that. That was setting up the triple threat for later tonight. Uh, backstage, Caleb Braxton was interviewing uh, Apollo Cruz. Cruz said he's confident that he's going to win the U.S. title tonight, and that took us to the next match: Apollo Cruz versus Andrade, the U.S. title match for the U.S. title. Andrade almost—he's uh, had that title for over six months. Uh, they went back yeah. and forth. I thought they had a really good match uh, for was. what it was. This this was one of those where I thought the crowd did help that crowd noise. They were, you could hear the crowd like dying out as the show went on. I think standing for so long and it it probably tired him out. But uh, they were on, They were the crowd was loud for this that they had there. And Apollo Cruz uh, hit, hit standing moonsault and uh, in the middle of the ring got the p- clean pin on Andrade and won the title. So a uh, pretty cool moment.
2: I'm very personally, I'm very happy for Cruz. I, again, not trying to be Debbie Downer. I feel it's very late. I think it feels very late, and this poor guy has gotten just killed. Um, for so long, for so many weeks. You guys tell me somebody's not important, and um, <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. He took the words out of my mouth. Years. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, I'm supposed to think that they're important. Usually when someone wins a U.S. title, it's like, "Oh, this is the precursor to the Intercontinental and Heavyweight Championship per se. Um, so I have real high hopes that this talent is going to be one day maybe a world champion. I don't have that hope at all for him because it won't happen. Therefore, so I don't know. I, I just think it's just something they decided to do and put this on somebody different. That's the way I took it. And, I, and that sucks. I should be excited that he's a, he's the U.S. champion and what his future now looks like, but I'm not.
3: Yeah, uh, terrible Trey uh, eighty nine uh, with the dollar ninety nine super chat. Thank you, Trey. Saying so happy for Apollo. I am too. You could tell. Uh, you know, he's he's a, he's a good dude, a hard worker. So it's great. Great seeing athlete. Denver. Yeah. Great
2: wrestler. There it's not him, it's them. Comfort. And
3: you know, they obviously could use this as a launching off pad and push him, and build him. We've just seen so many times where it hasn't worked, but, you know, hopefully we'll keep our like, fingers
2: crossed. Okay, so what happened to Andrade? Andrade was supposed to be the next big deal. Right. So, I mean, come on. And Andrade has much, much less losses on TV than he does. And right. look now what he's supposed to be looking like. You know what I mean? Again, neither one – I don't have high hopes either that, that either one, including Cruz, will be built into a main event star because they don't know how to do it.
3: Yeah, Justin, Lupe, Justin Lopez with the five dollars super chat saying it's a good bet Garza probably takes the title off him after what went down between he and Ko later on in the show. I could see that, and then I could see that too.
2: Now Garza's one I do have hopes for.
3: Yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah, you could. You could tell they have. Uh, they have high hopes. I mean, they have him beat KO tonight, which we'll which we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, so after the match, uh, Apollo Cruz was interviewed by Charlie Caruso. Uh, Cruz was emotional, talking about how yeah. you know he ne- never gave up. You know, he's he's been trying to get into WWE, and now he's here. He is uh, eleven years after he started his pro wrestling career in, with his first title. Uh, so it was a cool it moment. That,
2: it was very cool moment.
3: Uh, the camera cut to Andrade throwing a fit backstage, and Cruz celebrated to go off to the next thing. Um, all right, so the next thing we had a Seth Rollins promo. Uh, he has the Ray Ray Myster- yeah. Mysterio mask. He's talking about what he did to Ray a couple of weeks ago when he used the corner of the steel steps to hurt Ray. Um, Rollins was saying he was in a dark dark place. Then I, I can't. I wasn't getting what he's saying. Uh, Ray's sacrifice was he was saying it was for the greater good I, I don't know what that means uh. <laughs> <laughs> did you catch just, that?
2: Just, yeah just mumbo jumbo like old Bray Wyatt crap do you know yeah. what I mean? senseless yeah. open ended crap but I did like him holding a mask I did like the clip that they showed of Ray's eye on the corner because that was graphic Yeah, that really was
3: and these raws are taped so that now they could do it where that, you know, they stop it, they go add the blood to the eye and, you know, so make it, it makes it look cool. So I agree. That was a, that was an effective angle.
2: Definitely.
3: And so for next week, they said, uh, a, a Ray Mysterio, uh, retirement ceremony will take place. I highly doubt he'll retire next, <laughs> next week.
2: <but laughs> you, you don't think this is it? No,
3: is <laughs> I don't. For some reason, I don't, uh, so that was that. Um, anyways, it was announced for later tonight. Austin, Murphy, Austin Theory and Murphy uh, will face Humberto Carrillo and Aleister Black. Uh, another backstage promo with Charlotte Flair. There's a lot of Charlotte Flair tonight, but I mean, she's she's great, so I don't mind. And she talked yeah. about raising the bar for every other woman in WWE. No one else compares. Asuka came out dancing with her women's title. Uh, Taunted Flair it's, and... Uh, you know she's dancing. player's not impressed.
2: <laughs> that was it. That was essentially it. But uh, <laughs> I, I did, I did like this overall because this had a big. To me, this had a bit much bigger feel for the first time in the night for me, for my taste. Um, between both of those talents, for what it's worth.
3: Yeah. You see, Glenn. He's looking like he's having some. Tough... Okay, there we go. Hey, oh, green screen. What's going Sorry on? Sorry about
1: that. Uh, some pow- uh, there was some power outage. Uh, something like browned out with my system up here. I think it's because I hooked up like six fans downstairs today and I may have ah. tripped a circuit.
3: Ah, gotcha. So that'll there you do have it. it.
1: That'll do it, apparently. But you know, it's too cheap to get air conditioning last year and now I'm paying the price.
3: Ah, that'll get you.
1: Yes, yes, it will. Uh, what were we talking about?
3: So, Nat, well, we just did the uh, the backstage promo, we're going to the uh, Iconics promo. There's a lot of promos on this show.
1: Yes,
2: I, should we say what happened in the promo or not? Because I'm gonna say I like this actually.
3: But yeah, sure. Uh, Glenn, are you good to run? I do run? not
1: have the results, Raj. So you get to give your little book report about what happened on the site uh, on the show tonight. All
3: right. So the <laughs> Iconics are talking about the the slap last week when Billy K slapped Peyton Royce. Uh, Billy K said you were sorry. They talked about signing their contracts together, winning the titles at WrestleMania together, uh, and anyway, took shots at Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Then Bliss and Cross came out. Uh, They talked about how the Iconics had every chance in the world to win the titles, and they blew it. And then Nikki just cut into this fiery promo about uh, how she's worked so hard to get where she was and, and her friendship with Alexa. And then the Iconics just kicked the crap out of them. And <laughs> they beat him up, and that was it. It was uh, it's was, it was kind of it was kind of odd how cleanly they they beat him up.
1: It, it
2: was, but this is what I thought they did. I thought they tried to force too many things because, like you, like you just described Nikki's promo. First of all, Nikki's promo was awesome. I'm not a Nikki fan. I don't. I'm not a fan. I want Lexa to be a singles act. I think she is a main event level uh, women's division stud um, by herself with her promos and her wrestling and everything. I hate her in the tag team. Therefore, poor Nikki always gets my, you know, my heat every week because I hate the fact she's in this tag team with her. She's holding her back. Mm -hmm. With that all said, Nikki ballparked her promo tonight. She absolutely Mm -hmm. did. But that's just it, though. It felt like they were taking, like, three different things in this one shot in this one segment, and trying to fit, if you will, 10 pounds of crap in a five-pound bag right. um, between the Iconics and just rolling past what just happened last week and just saying, hey, just kidding, we're good. Um, <laughs> and and then the tag team of, what would you call it,
1: Blexacross, whatever the hell they call it? Um,
2: <laughs> uh, what's
1: yeah. it called? Uh, Twisted Bliss or Bliss Cross Applesauce. There you go. Do you know Matt's what I mean?
2: That's his favorite tag so, team name. It's,
3: it's, it's the worst. Glenn, it's there's the
1: worst.
0: no
2: picture of you now right
1: now. Oh, sorry, because I was uh, in the background he's, he's still fixing calling it. up the results to figure out where we were.
2: Oh, gotcha. It's all good. Yes. So so do you know what I mean, though? It felt like they were trying to fit like three different things in this one segment. Um, I'm happy the Iconics are still a tag team. I think it would be a terrible mistake to break them up. And I like them getting heat on them tonight. I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of them as a tag team.
3: Yeah. I, I do think... Uh, that promo is overused a lot right now. That, oh, I, I worked so hard to get where I am and I wasn't supposed to be here, but she did knock it out of the park. She did an awesome job. And I think when they do, if they ever do, this could be a Sasha Bailey thing where it never happens. But if they do the split, right. Alexa's the heel, Nikki's the sure. babyface. And I think she showed tonight that she can be a good babyface. And Alexa, yes, we know can be a great heel.
0: And,
2: and that is okay. It's nothing against Nick. I think Nikki would be perfectly set up as a, as a, underneath baby face against the main event level you know women's talent and uh lex and i think it would be a great match it would be a great angle even yeah um it really would but get the damn belt off them already and get them on the iconics yeah. and i want that to happen
3: and toxic prince pointing out this was the best the iconics have been i agree they look like yes. they look like i mean they have always looked like stars and presented themselves like stars Definitely. but i thought they looked i thought they looked really good here too
1: what was written for them finally matched them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Right. Well, and it was really about them. It wasn't um, them being out there just being a comedy act, doing their bad impressions of the other women. And I think, (laughs) you know, this this says something to be said about, we complain sometimes when we don't see the performers we like, but I think having them go away for a while and come back with more personal story. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Um, but I think they were really a comedy act at the end uh, before their break. And I think this will benefit them greatly.
2: Yeah,
3: did you guys see this?
2: Oh, sorry. Uh, Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead.
3: Uh, So Alexa Bliss, she was trending on Twitter today because uh, a podcaster, um, basically someone sent this video, this podcaster ripping on Alexa. uh, I I think it was done a couple months ago, but they just sent this tweet out with that video. And uh, it caused a big uproar on Twitter. Braun Strowman responded to it. Alexa responded to it. Paige, uh, Sony. What did he say? So, here, let me pull it all up right now. Uh, so, basically, he was saying that Alexa is really bland in the ring. And then he was saying, like, could you imagine having sex with Alexa? She looks like she would just be someone that just takes it. And then because oh she's just as bland as she wrestles. Um, so, Alexa wow. responded... Normally, I, I ignore his ignorance because all he wants is to be recognized by bashing me. But excuse Never heard of freaking him. me, sir. How dare you discredit my work <laughs> in such a disgraceful Good. way? Um, Paige wrote Good. that that's the problem right there. He's one of the problems. Cyberbullying is not okay, and to this extent, too. What a disgrace. And I'm assuming he's supposed to be a reporter of some sort. Shame on you, JD. Uh, your work is incredible, Alexa. Pay no uh, mind yep. to ignorance like this. Sonia Deville said, I pray I run into this dude one day. Uh, And Braun Strowman said, this sad-ass Mark talking like he even knows what it's like (laughs) to share a bed with a woman. He should probably stick to talking about wrestling because he doesn't know shit about it either. But at least he can pretend he does. Oh, and eating Hot Pockets, his mom makes him trash. Uh, So, yeah, JD from New York was the podcaster. So uh,
2: Good. I mean, mean, and I don't know what Chris is talking about. I just said Alex is a main event level singles act by herself, and I, I can't wait for her to go back there. So I don't know what Chris is talking about unless he's being facetious. Of course, I
3: think. I think. He um,
2: is. Yeah. But but um, good, good. WWE. A lot of times, not you're you're not allowed to get out of that bubble and go in on people to defend yourself from time to time. So I'm mm. glad they're able to do that a little bit here, especially in today's day and age instead of just sitting there having to take it like that because you're a professional and that's what happens when you're in the spotlight, you have to take people saying these things. No, you don't. No, you don't have to just sit there and take it. Right. You can't fight that. You know, good, good on all of them for, the, for stepping in like that because that's going to put off bullies like that instead of bullies continue to think they can just get away with that because there are tough guys behind a keyboard And they think they just keep bullying people that would sit there and take it. Because, oh, they're celebrities. They have to. No, they don't. Good for them getting in on them. Whoever that person JD is that I've never heard of, JD, by the way.
1: um, It it is interesting seeing how it's evolved, right? I mean, even on this podcast and uh, the way people talk about women's wrestling, think about women's wrestling 20 years ago. Like, that was at the peak of sexualizing women wrestlers first and foremost. Any in-ring ability they were allowed to showcase was secondary. Now, I mean... It never comes up. I think we don't even talk about it unless it's a part of somebody's gimmick like no. Mandy or something like no. that. I mean, first and foremost, these are performers Go and athletes.
2: Go back to – I, I was just telling you guys, I think last show, Glenn, I was yeah. watching 2002-era 2002, 2002 Raw. Just listen to Lawler. Anytime there's a women's oh, yeah. match, it's – I'm going, how are they even able to play this anymore? I'm being so serious. I'm not being like a, a wuss or a wimp or, or whatever you want to call it. Go back and watch it. Listen to his commentary. You'd be like, "Holy crap!" I, I encourage anyone to go on there and listen to it. And you'll see what I'm saying. How far we've, how, how far they've they, whatever you want to call it, have come. Uh-huh. And, uh, but good lord, you're not just saying this to, to to blow smoke anywhere. The women's division, the best division. Period. It's not even debatable anymore.
1: Yeah, and even gimmick-wise, I mean, our running debate about was Rick Char- Rude hot. You know, was Rick Rude hot? Well, that was his gimmick. And we debate, was, was he actually attractive or not? Or was Angel that just kind of
3: the same thing?
1: That was a little weird tonight with that, that comment. Weird. Like a match is like making love to a woman. It was like, what, where did this come from? Like, it, made me, it
3: made me uncomfortable to watch wrestling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I did think it was weird timing given the JD controversy today. It just seemed like a really unfortunate coincidence they chose to drop that tonight. <laughs>
2: Is this another thing that, like, I'm really out of touch with? Like, what is JD person is? Is he somebody like important or famous?
3: Another yeah,
1: wrestling know. podcaster. I mean, yeah. okay, I he think in this a, community, I'm sorry,
3: yeah, I was gonna say he does have his supporters. Uh, baby Maharaja saying the his comments were taken out of context. This cancel, there you go, ca- cancer cancel culture is out of hand. Um, he's not being canceled, if anything, you know, I think he's probably benefiting from this. I think he's. Going to get a lot more viewers to his podcast. It's kind of one of those by Alexa responding to it. It kind of gave him a lot more attention
2: in a weird way. And that's the other thing that I used to be told way different level. But when I was with TNA and I was a heel, mm-hmm. I used to use it to go in on fans to, to make them legit hate me so they would boo me more, honestly. And mm-hmm. uh, the company would like, oh, you don't have to respond to everything. You give them so much power by responding to them. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's that side of the argument too, and what you just said. But by the same token, I think if somebody's legit bullying somebody, they you gotta pop bullies in the mouth every once in a while. You gotta chin check them every once in a while. Yeah. So I'm glad to see she did. Yeah.
1: I do think though, Matt. To your point, I do think it gives them attention. I mean, we all know there are other "quote unquote" wrestling journalists that have made their their whatever fame they have and whatever following they've had off of being kind of notoriously hated. So I don't know. I mean, look, I think if you can turn the other cheek and ignore something, always like you said, Matt, it's like, if you're giving someone attention, you're almost elevating them to your level and giving them your platform uh, to a certain degree.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah, Yeah. And you know, we talked about this stuff with Hana Kimura this past weekend. Um, You know, this, this social media, at some point there's going to need to be some sort of, I don't know, some sort of restriction. Not anyone should just go on anonymously and be able to, and uh, granted this is a different case with the podcaster, but uh, you see a lot of negative stuff out there, and Justin you, Cortina, you, guy Justin
2: Cortinas, sorry,
3: uh, he, he is asking: Were wrestling fans always this bad? As far as negative criticism, or even before social media, this is everywhere. It's not just wrestling. You go on, you know, Twitter for anything, you're gonna see, uh, oh, ton, going to see. Oh,
2: tons. Go to politics,
3: <laughs> right? Well, yeah, you think wrestling's bad?
2: Goodness.
3: Even, you just look at the stuff from... Uh, even a show like Game of Thrones and just how much people were just trashing that show even though it was doing their biggest ratings of all time. It's, it's everywhere. It's just... It, everyone has a voice now on social media and you could hide behind it and you could create a persona and just say stuff to get attention.
2: There, there does not I wish there was some type of... Voice, everybody should have a freedom of speech. I'll always, right. even if it's stuff I don't want to hear, okay? Right. Even if it's something that could hurt my feelings or something okay. I completely disagree with, I still think people should have a freedom of speech. With that said, there needs to be accountability, like you just said, in my opinion, where you can't just make up like 20 dummy accounts. Right. Just start stacking, yeah, I agree with him. Yeah, I agree with him. Yeah, I agree with him. Like going up and down the list of something <laughs> he just said or she said that was just terrible. Right. And there's always dummy accounts that aren't real. Because then it sways, like, say, a younger viewer who won't, doesn't know any better and goes, well, I was just going to stick up for this person. But I better shut up because they have 20 comments here saying all the same thing. But they're not real count. You know what I mean? So yeah. there needs to be where anytime you use your phone or computer, whatever IP address you're using, that that is you. And you Sorry. can't get out of it. You can't get away from it.
3: And also, if they just had it where anyone can send in their driver's license, verify that they're who they are. You get a verified check mark, and when you go to Twitter, one of your uh, one of your things can be to turn off non-verified tweets, and then that way you don't get all the the randoms out there, uh, you know, who are sending mean stuff or you know just trolling. I have your, your that on my account. page.
1: Yeah, I do. Too, yeah. Rock, Matt Raj isn't verified, that's why he doesn't know about it. So if you're not verified,
2: <laughs> you can't you can't do. Okay, I don't. Yeah. I'm okay. I didn't even know. That. Ah. Sorry. Nice you guys with not your, you. your, your blue check you. group no no not you i mean in general i didn't know people that right. didn't, didn't have that and couldn't do that
3: that's common folk with the no
0: checks but,
2: <laughs> but if i do that if i repress that option i feel like I, I wouldn't have a chance to you know listen to our fans of the show and other right. stuff or my residents here in the city for instance there's no yeah. way i'd be able to contact and that's where i'm
3: saying if you had it just so anyone could become verified that proves who they are so at least you got you know you're not hiding behind a, a character. You are who you say you are. Uh, that would help, I think.
2: I agree. One of, my part, one of my favorite parts of Twitter, honestly, is the fans that are on this show yeah. um, and seeing what they're saying on things a lot of the time because I do feel like I'm getting old and a little out of touch with wrestling, to a degree. Um, okay. And our fans on this show, I feel kind of like, let me know if I'm, you know what I mean, that out of <laughs> touch or not. Yeah. Our
1: fans are the best. I mean, seriously, even after the other night, guys, I don't know if you got. I mean, I got... So many messages after the night when we're talking about mental health yeah. issues and things of that nature. I mean, it's like this community. That's that's what I pay attention to on Twitter first and foremost. It's we like have I'm a completely
2: different. We have a different community. I don't. I'm not just yeah. saying this. I really feel we do. Where well, ours is positive. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. It just is. Ours
1: is. Oh, it's great. Seriously, my favorite people online are the people that are part of this community uh, with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hundred percent um so what was uh next uh, so that was the iconic stuff
3: <clears throat> so are, are you are you caught up are you there
1: uh I, I, if i look at the results it's going to freeze me to do that oh <laughs> so uh
3: so next we had mvp interviewing uh drew mcintyre mm-hmm. for uh the vip lounge uh drew right away came out and destroyed the set he was asking where bobby lashley was MVP says Lashley won't be taking Drew out tonight or doing anything. They're saving it for backlash. And MVP, Drew, if you remembered how he was trying to help him out, and Drew repaid him with a Claymore, and then Lashley's music hit. Drew dropped MVP with a Claymore kick as Lashley approached the ring. And then they came, and uh, Lashley grabbed MVP, took him up the ramp, and that was kind of the end of the segment.
2: This was awesome. MVP was awesome on the stick on this. Making Bobby feel like a much bigger deal with the whole, uh, what do you say? No. What do you say? What was his line? Uh, no something. No something. It was like, um, basically, Bobby's too important to be out there right now. Um, it made him feel like, a, I'm just being honest, he made Bobby feel like a bigger star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was I, something I, like I, no pay, no, no pay, no touchy. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> we were, it, was, it was some back and forth that was really, really good.
1: Yeah. I, I, like, what it is. I like Drew saying you could just call it a Claymore. Claymore kick is redundant. I thought that was uh, <laughs> was a nice touch. Drew is yeah. funnier than I think uh, most people pick up on. He's a really sharp guy.
3: Yeah. And, yes. it, and they're doing all the right things with him. They're never making him look weak or stupid or, you know, uh, get outsmarted by the heel. And uh, they're doing it right. It's, the only thing that's hurting them is not having the audience to make it seem that much bigger. And, you know, that's out of their hands. But uh, he's been they've been doing a great job with him and he's been doing
2: uh, he's been doing awesome. Can I ask a question really quick? Why is it taking WWE this long to put these fans in the arena?
1: Maybe they don't want to seem like they were copying. Maybe they were worried about safety. Get
2: over it. You could Maybe. have increased your show when it, They could have get over it because they could have done this earlier.
1: Okay, and, okay. Here's the
2: theory.
3: and they were doing the twenty four seven segments with like twenty guys, you know, out there. Uh, so it, I don't think it's the safety. I think it. They because, didn't want to copy yeah. AEW, and they wanted to show that they know how to do this kind of wrestling.
2: There are so many talents that rely on that back and forth from the fans, Baron Corbin being one of them. And I think he did some great work and it's gotten completely ignored. Hasn't meant anything. And I think someone like him has suffered immensely not having even 20 fans in there and Mm -hmm. other talents, even not just him, that rely on the back and forth from the fans. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why? So they could, my whole thing was, okay, when I saw it, I was like, "You sons of guns! You could have been doing this the whole time. Why have you not? Not? Please tell me it's not because of your arrogance. Because AEW did it. Ooh, we can't copy.
1: Come on." I think, and this is just pure speculation. I think Vince didn't like. This is Vince admitting we're not going to have actual fans for a while. I don't think he wanted to go to Plan B because he thought this was going to be a lot shorter. Okay. I right. Could, okay.
2: Okay. <clears throat> I could take. I could take that a little. Yeah. I could see that.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, if he thought fans were going to come back any week now, like, why... But he
3: still could have had him in the stand. I mean, it's you, you've you been seeing the ratings dropping so much, especially this That's month. That's probably
1: part of it, too. I'm sure this yeah. was an argument. I'm sure years years from oh. now, when there's a documentary about this period, I'm sure we'll hear, but I'm sure this was a heated argument backstage. Well,
2: and, and for what it's worth, I, I had an event this morning here in my city about uh, for, for Memorial Day, all right? And, um gave a speech and everything at one of our military cemeteries we have in our city with some of our uh, uh, veterans that are present. Right. And I was talking to them to, to a bunch of them and they were talking about wrestling with me. And I, and I asked them, have you guys watched it lately? And they're like, Oh no, one of them came up. Like, you know, I was looking to the channels. I did stop by, you know, to see what I've been missing, you know, and they were giving me their opinion. Like, these are some like older, you know, older, older gentlemen seniors. And even they were chiming in on the fact that there's no fans and how, how weird it feels, how different it felt. And uh, again, these are just people clicking through channels. So like when you see the ratings are down, it's like even like the morbid curiosity of what's happening isn't enough for people right. to stop on the channel because they think it's ridiculous. I'm mm-hmm. really and and let let surprised by that.
1: Let me put this idea out there, Matt. I think Vince also thinks he needs to normalize the idea of people in attendance. Because again, what if they do that first show back and ticket sales are slow, bordering on non-existent? I think they need to ease people back into the idea that it's okay to go attend a wrestling event. And this is kind of a mental trick to do that in a weird way.
2: I hope so, because I do want to see fans back in there. I I do. Sure. Yeah. And
3: it's we're we're seeing things opening back up all over the place. So if if things stay safe...
2: And, and 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 please, uh, before I continue, I hope I don't offend anybody from a certain um, uh, uh, sporting or sports website here when I go off track here for two seconds <laughs> to ask to ask in a, in a, to ask an important question. But I do want to ask this: NBA I saw online is doing a sixteen-team playoff thing. Is there is that completely no fans' homage?
3: Uh Right now, that is the the plan is to start. Yeah with no fans and baseball too and when do we know the
2: dates by chance
3: i thought baseball was going to be really they're still negotiating with the players how the payments are going to work because so much of baseball's revenue is from the live attendance What um, about more so than though? other sports oh, nba wow. i'm not sure i'm not sure when but uh because they're seeing
2: baseball like... get... sorry baseball sorry. gets more fans baseball gets more fans in the arena
3: well, they, they're more reliant on that because they play so many more games. You know, it's, uh, yeah, they're more reliant on that, that, that live sense. attendance because the the TV revenue that NBA gets for so many fewer games, you know, it, it makes a big it's difference.
2: crazy. They make so much money on TV.
3: Yeah, and you're seeing with sports right now, that uh, that match, the, the golf match with Tiger Woods and, and uh, Peyton Manning against Joel Mickelson. It was awesome Mickelson I watched
2: and, that. It, it was awesome.
3: And Tom Brady, It did a 5.8 rating. It was the highest-rated golf game in the history of Cable. Uh, so Ooh. it was gigantic. So people are clamoring to watch sports. Uh, just <laughs> wrestling hasn't been presenting, uh, you know, what they uh-huh. want to see with wrestling. Yeah. Uh, re- real quick with Lana and Lashley, they did another backstage thing with MVP uh, talking to her, and I was just pointing out like how awesome Lana was with Rusev. What a great character she was when she was doing the whole Russian thing. Because yes, I think people are criticizing Lana a lot, but you forget she's really, she was yeah. really good in that role. excellent
2: in that role.
3: Yeah. And so they've given her this crappy role in it. You know, I don't know anyone who could be pulling this off right now.
2: No. And PS, my husband's no longer with the company and uh, I'm here. Sure. You should, should you be, could you be professional enough to try to see? I wouldn't, I'm just being honest. That was my wife. That's in a different company now and left the company. I'd be doing anything in my head possible to get the hell out of Dodge and follow him along. Um, Do you know what I mean? Like Cody and Mrs. Cody, uh, Cody's wife. Yeah, Do you remember right. she? She ended. Yeah, Brandy ended up leaving not too soon after Cody did. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a tough spot to be in. I'm just speaking from a wrestler's perspective of where I would be mentally, and just kind of. I don't want to say phoning it in, but mm-hmm. not. You know what I mean? While getting crappy writing handed to me on top of it, because right. that is crappy writing they give her.
3: Yeah. My Antoine Ferrer saying he never liked that they put Lana with Lashley, and I really don't like what they're turning into the mad jealous wife, but glad that led to MVP and Lashley. Great fit in my opinion. I agree because it looked like they were going to put remember they were putting MVP with uh, Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne. Yes. And so this is way better than than that. And I don't even know where the Vink and Thorne have
2: been. They just completely disappeared. I would put Didn't we say we thought they could put one more person with him? What was it? Was it Ricochet? Or somebody? Um,
3: like we like mentioned Ricochet and Cedric in the past. Um, yes. Apollo. I'll take that.
2: Yeah, Apollo would be but unfortunately, they're, you know, their faces.
1: Yeah, that's true.
3: Yeah, unless they turn him heel. And, and real quick about yeah, the yeah, NBA. NBA. Yes. Yeah, July 14th, at a six game regular season. Then they'll do the playoffs until September. Then five days after the finals is the draft.
2: Sixteen, they're doing sixteen teams, uh, sixteen seeds of teams. It's my understanding. Okay. Um, as well, that's awesome. I'm excited. I cannot wait because I need LeBron to win a championship again, and he was about, <laughs> he was on track to do it. My yeah. opinion.
3: I'm looking like, forward to it. You know, I, I don't. I wasn't really a basketball fan, but watching that Last Dance documentary has got me into it. Justin Lopez asking if they think they'll keep the glass even when real fans are allowed to attend events again. So yeah, they had this week. They had the whole you know arena uh, covered, you know, surrounded by plexiglass to separate the quote unquote fans and the wrestlers.
2: I think that's why. I think Glenn Glenn hits on it a little bit earlier (laughs) here. Actually, no, seriously. That 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 um with Vince trying to put out the the vibe, if you will, or the first thread, if you will, uh, of getting fans back at the shows with tonight's, you know, having all the NXT talent out there. I mean, no offense. They really didn't need the plexiglass to,
0: yeah, they're you know what I mean?
2: I, yeah. I feel like yeah. they are doing that because that's what it's going to be like when fans come back into that venue. And then from there, I don't know if they start touring and stuff. I don't know what it would be like. Is that hard to set up? Uh, in every arena, I don't
3: know. Well, I don't see them going back to live events uh, anytime uh, soon. I think it's just going to be the t- touring the TVs because they were losing money on live events already.
2: TVs. That's what I mean for TV. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I can um, see them doing that. And I believe, based on the reports I saw, that actually is NHL, an NHL barricade setup that they got in there. Tonight. So oh, okay. arenas
2: have was it blue? Was it blurry anywhere? Like did it, did it look kind of?
1: I know it's a little bit of reflection, or maybe they could have cleaned the glass so it was a little clearer. But um, it wasn't as distracting as they thought it would be. And in fact, Raj and I were talking about this off the air with the crowd. The fact that they became ambience at a certain point and it wasn't distracting. I mean, to me, I guess that's the purpose, right? Is it just sounded yes. like normal?
2: Yes, you can't let it be distracting. Like we, like I was telling Raj earlier, when, when your thing went out, Glenn. Yeah, when he was like, oh, you know, Simone, John, Durack Johnson, and his daughter was on and stuff. I don't want to know who's in attendance. It distracts from the matches. I agree opinion. with that. Shotsey,
1: like seeing like some I, name talents I, I, there was a little,
2: and I th- and I think it hurts their potential as well as big time stars.
1: Yeah, like Jessamine well. Duke. If they're ever gonna if they're gonna pull the trigger on her in the near future, she shouldn't be, you know, rampside yes. crowd hype person. Um, that being said, while they do have complete control over the crowd, I was thinking this with the Seth promos and the Monday Night Messiah. They can do some crazy shit now like where Seth could hypnotize the crowd and the crowd's cheering Seth even though he's a heel because he's got, I mean, they could really use this to their advantage and tell us some more interesting stories now that they have Vince's dream. They can literally tell the crowd how to react to everything and make them part of the scripted environment.
2: This is Vince's dream, by the way. (laughs) Yes, that really is. I would say he literally told me that word for word. I (laughs) I tell them what to think. Yeah. What
1: he told me. So take
2: advantage of
3: I mean, it. I, I could see them having, like, you know, I mentioned this earlier to Matt, having to at a TV show, you know, a regular, like a comedy show where they tell you when to laugh and when to, you yeah. know, boo and when to gasp. I could see them doing that uh, in this crowd. But uh, anyway, yeah. So, so what anyway, next? back to the show. Uh, we had Charlie backstage with Natalia. Natalia took a phone call from Tyson Kidd. Uh, either yeah, Tyson Kid talks really fast, or, or uh, she wasn't really talking to him uh, because uh, she would say something then immediately say her next line. But anyway, um, she's apologizing for the hissy fits that she threw and got off the phone. Was ready to cut her promo, but then she was told by Charlie that she has to go to the ring for her match. Or no, they had to go to the ring for the the next match. They were out of time. And we had uh, the next match: Kevin Owens versus Angel Garza. Uh, Garza um, getting the win here. This was Kevin Owens' first singles match since his big win at WrestleMania. So clearly, they've got something in line for Garza. I don't know if this is a start with this feud with Owens, or if they go with him and 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 uh, Apollo Cruz. But uh, Angel Garza, Owens went so Owens was injured early on. Uh, he he had hurt his foot. And so he was selling that throughout the match. Uh, he can never get, get, he can never quite get on, uh, get his setting. Owens hit a big chop to the chest, went for the pop-up power bomb, but his knee went out. Garza took advantage with the wing clipper for the pin to get the win.
2: Um, <clears throat> this was great. This was, this is, I, I love KO, but this was great use. If you're going to have KO lose to somebody and help get somebody else over. This definitely did it. I, I was really excited about this, actually. hmm Yeah. This win felt like it meant something to me. It didn't feel like Groundhog Day. No, this agree. was
3: one just, of the just, few this, wins, match. yes, that felt like it elevated somebody, which you're yes. not seeing that much of right now. No. And uh, they had been beating Angel Garza and Austin Theory for for weeks, and, and, uh, and Andrade with that group that they had, so... Uh, yeah, I think they got Angel Garza back on track, and I think he uh, he played it well. Glenn?
1: Uh, I was surprised Kevin Owens lost. So, in that sense, I think it was unpredictable, and that's a good thing.
3: Yeah. Now, hopefully this isn't the downward trend, which we see a lot of times, where if they start right beating somebody, they keep beating them, and they're just n- never back, you know.
1: I mean,
2: didn't,
1: didn't we mm-hmm. talk about this one week? Like, Zelina Vega is awesome, but are you excited about her stable? Aside from her, I mean, she's the main reason I watch her talent. No, you
2: know? no, I, I, I was excited there was a stable just for the sheer fact we'd get more promos from her. Sure. That's mm-hmm. it. Not about her talent at all. The talent's in their stable. Yeah.
3: Well, well, now it's not just now it's just Andrade and Angel Garza. And I wonder if they'll do something right. where Angel Garza starts feuding with Apollo and Andrade's upset. Oh, maybe. That Angel's getting the nod and, you know. All the, yeah, all the attention. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so next, we that was the uh, Lana approach MVP and Bobby Lashley backstage. She's giving MVP some ice, and uh, and he's like he's asking her if this is a joke to her, like everything else is to her, including her husband's career. MVP walks off, and then Lashley walks off, and then
2: Lana starts screaming and, and throwing the fit. When when she said her husband's, when he said her husband's career. Was he referring to Lashley or
1: Lashley? Lashley, Lashley and Lashley. kayfabe, they're married.
2: Yeah. Okay. I was, just, I was just double checking.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unless unless they meant to have a double entendre there, but I'm pretty sure they meant that. Okay. Um, Antoine first saying, "I'm 35. I've been watching wrestling since I was seven. What the F does? Your knee went out. Hello, buckle. Yes, out. Huh.
2: I. I eh? What. Antoine, do not pay more money to clarify your question. <laughs> right. Just Raj is it. like
1: ask many follow up questions and attach dollars to each of them. <laughs> yeah. Just cl- hey, Antoine, you write all the
2: time. You contribute to the show so yeah, darn yeah. much. Just clarify what you mean. If you're asking what does bu- your knee buckling? It happens a lot in sports, and it is a real thing. It happened to me in basketball a zillion times, where like your knee literally gives out on you, and it's a legit thing where. In wrestling you could say it buckled for that one snap half a second, but yet you're not getting surgery. It's not a torn ACL. It doesn't put you on the injured reserve list for week where they have to like write Kevin Owens out of a storyline, for instance. Do you know what I mean? It's a good explanation to get out of something real quick and blame it on your body failing you really quickly without being out of action the next week.
1: It's like a rolled thing. It's like a rolled ankle. R- right. It was always a sitcom thing, like they'd be, "Oh my knee, my trick knee." That was always the uh, excuse to get out of things. Trick knee. And <laughs> with
3: wrestling, we've seen people buried alive in a graveyard just a couple months ago, and they were they were back fine. So you gotta
2: you and gotta so, take that. So many fans, I remember saying, "How's AJ gonna come back? He's dead. He's <laughs> he's in the he's in the grave. He was in the
1: grave. We saw it. we such marks." <laughs> All of us, like, we care about this shit way more than WWE does.
3: Oh, yeah. And I, 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 I've, I only bring it up in jest, but, you know, I'm used to it. Uh, Austin Theory and Murphy versus Alistair Black and Humberto Carrillo. Um, so another one. I thought the, the action in this was really good. The action was. Yeah. Uh, Carrillo, uh, towards the end of the match, knocked Murphy off the apron to the floor. Uh, when he turned around, he was hit with the ATL from Theory, who got the pin and the win. So Austin Theory and Murphy were your winners. So... I'm uh, sorry, go
2: ahead. Go, go, go ahead and finish if you're going to say something about it.
3: Uh, I was going to uh, So there were a couple of spots in this match where Austin Theory would accidentally hit Murphy. Um, so I was all, I was like, oh my God, are they all really splitting these guys up from, from the Monday Night Messiah? But they weren't. After the match, Rollins came in the ring to rain, raise their hands and then they went to attack Carrillo outside of the ring, and they were going to do that same eye spot with Mysterio, and Black was coming out to save him, and Rollins said, you know, if you come out, we're going to do it. And so uh, he didn't. And that was it. Yeah, the, uh, Rollins, Theory, and
2: Murphy headed to the back. I'm still not feeling a uh, uh, theory. Just, uh, I'm just not. I'm sorry.
3: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think he needs to he looks a little bland right now, maybe changing his, his gear up or I don't know something, but I I see what you mean.
2: And they wasted misdirections uh, with the tease of them screwing up and hitting one another too many times. It makes them look like Keystone cops um, and not an effective team. And you usually do that because you're starting to tell the story and the first layer of that story of the misdirections, miscommunication and the eventual breakup. Um, way too early
1: for that. And, you if, you're, you and if, if you're wasted, You don't unless if, that's
2: where you're going.
1: I've stepped out of Matt. Sorry. I was just gonna say Sorry, if you're worried ahead. if you're worried about misdirections, uh it sounded like you keep saying misdirections. And I was like, just just don't say it and then finally I was over the top. But the moment's gone now. I screwed it up myself. Uh,
2: no
3: <laughs> misdirections. Bob, the builder of the $2 super chat. Thank you. He says, love the podcast. You never read my super chat guys. Just make sure to kind of keep it to what we're talking about at that moment.
1: Giving money for the super chat to say you never read my super chat. Yeah. Raj, here's 20 bucks. Here's $5 to complain that you didn't say anything about my $20.
2: <laughs> and, so, and listen, chat room, I never see your chats, just for what it's worth. I don't even know how to do it.
1: Oh, no. So I learned this because I'm on my phone, Matt. You see at the bottom of your screen, the thing that says audio, video, cam, mic, chat, and leave? Yeah. Click the chat button. You can see all the live comments. There's private chat and live chat. No, it took me
2: off. Why'd you make me do that?
1: No, we still see you. It just put it over. You it can you see me. X. Yes. yes. Oh. <laughs> you just click the X at the top. See? it says private chat live comments and then there's next uh, there was nothing in there oh well cuz like, so you click private chat click live comments ah uh, okay <laughs> it's a whole new world yeah oh my god <laughs> that's like a lot of people watch this podcast can you, hey, you still can, can you sad. still can you still see me yeah
2: yeah <laughs> dude you guys this is dangerous ted's wrote annoying bob annoying bob <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is awesome. You guys can still uh, see me?
3: Yeah, yeah, we can see you. Now all the... Oh my
2: God, I love this.
3: All these comments Dude, coming we get, in from Matt. We
2: get lots of comments. Holy crap.
3: Yeah, there's hundreds and hundreds. Is it
2: always um, like this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is awesome. Corey Springer, what's up? I, I, oh, this is very distracting. I'm sorry.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's why I, you know, try to keep the ones that are uh, on the segment we're talking about because there are a lot. Um, and, and we appreciate you guys, and thanks. It it's, it's always makes it a lot of fun with you guys on Absolutely. here.
1: Absolutely. I see you, Bob the Builder. Sorry, go
2: ahead.
1: <laughs> You're like Miss Nancy in Romper Room. You're just like an I see you, Bob the Builder, and I see you, Alonzo. Tim Nichols. Sorry,
3: I'll shut up. <laughs> All right, we had a backstage promo with Edge. Edge was talking about how he was watching The Undertaker's Last Ride series, and while he's still retired, he's you know, talking about what he bringing up you know having to know when it's time to hang up the boots and how taker gets it with taker he gets it now uh he said if orton wants to doubt his wrestling ability he's went toe-to-toe with greats like taker Shawn michaels christian ray mysterio david boy smith william regal and owen he mentioned owen hart too which I,
0: yeah. I
3: cannot remember the last time i've heard owen hart mentioned on wwe tv um and then he, you know, talk more about his abilities. He says he doesn't know if he can do those things at, at anymore. But at backlash, he's going to dig to the very depths of his soul to try, because that's all a man can do. So Edge versus Orton are officially billing at billing it as the greatest wrestling match ever. I mean, that's the the tagline on the graphic: this is the greatest wrestling match ever. So, yeah, oh my God. you guys, that's Edge's promo. Uh, Glenn, I'll go to you first. Now Matt's just reading the comments.
2: Um, <laughs> dude, this is impossible. This I know is this impossible. is what I do every show, Matt.
1: This is what I'm dealing with every show. <laughs> this is all dude. We got some
2: really funny fans, by the Our way. Fans are
1: great. <laughs> yes, and I'm aware my head looks like a potato. This different camera angle and lighting and lens is freaking me out, man. Like I didn't realize my head was this big. I gotta question some things. Change my hairstyle. Uh anyhow, uh no, I thought uh I I don't like when they overhype something so much because it's it's just going to be a letdown. I feel like this is almost trolling the audience, saying it's, like it's going to be the greatest wrestling match ever,
2: and putting so much pressure on them. There's no way to live up to that. BS. um, the, go ahead.
3: I was going to say, and that's the that's exactly a problem. Like when you're saying it's going to be the greatest, even if they have a really good match, even if they have a great match, it's going to be a failure because everyone's expecting so much more.
2: I just want to know how this was sold to Vince. I really do. And we tell them it's going to be the greatest wrestling match ever. (laughs) And everyone in the room, you know, everyone in the room is just waiting. And there was just silence for like 30 (laughs) seconds, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then they started one by one saying, yeah, that's a great idea. This is a terrible idea. Terrible. They don't need gimmicks. It's freaking Edge, it's Edge and Randy Orton, no less. Right. You don't need gimmicks with that <laughs> yeah. It's not gimmick, Matt. It's the greatest wrestling match ever inside the ring. Okay, we don't need it. Okay, that's like me. I don't even know what I'd compare that to. Just the most generic thing possible, and then trying to showcase that genericness, whatever that something is. Do you know what I mean?
1: You right. know, Matt, uh, Wednesday night, me, you and Justin okay. Labar, we're going to have the greatest podcast ever this Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's how I'm putting on us. And two, it's like, me saying I, it's like me saying, I've got the greatest suit ever, and I just show up in a black suit. Like, what the freak? I see everybody. So, every somebody might argue a black suit wear is this the greatest suit ever. Uh, Matt, I've seen every politician known the man wear that same suit you're wearing right now. I don't see what's so special. And you'd be right.
3: Yeah. Darla Kajka saying we all know Warrior versus Hogan at Halloween Havoc was the greatest wrestling match ever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if For those who didn't see it, it's it's one of those notoriously bad matches where everything that could go wrong did. Uh, Orton and Edge would be better than HK <laughs> Taker from Mania 25 and then every Okada versus
2: Omega match. Guys, designed to pop me. It's really, really quick. Benny Lindley wrote, Stop crying, Tony. Sorry, continue. Dude, these people are funny. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. Up
3: next, we had the number one contenders triple threat match, Nia Jax versus Natalya versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, And they gave gave them a good amount of time. Um, And they did some, I mean, they did a lot of stuff in this match. At one point, Charlotte Flair and Natalya did a powerbomb to Nia Jax on the table on the outside. Uh, The finish of the match saw... Uh, Rick, uh, Charlotte, Jesus, Charlotte Flair applied the figure four on Natalya. Uh, Nia Jax broke it up with a leg drop and then hit the Samoan drop on Natalya for the win and to earn the title shot. So she's going to be facing yeah. Asuka now for the Raw Women's Championship
2: at Backlash. Okay. I'm telling you, I know you guys are going to think I'm nuts. I still think Natalya should have won this because now they're booked themselves in a corner. Their monster is going into a pay-per-view that she's not going to win, right? There is no, I mean, am I crazy yeah. for thinking that they're not dumb enough to take the title already off of Asuka this quickly? Or was this just to gas everything up, make Asuka look bigger than life for a minute or two to get it back to Naya and make her championship reign mean something?
3: Do you I mean, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, she has to, Asuka has to win here. I mean, they could do a DQ or something lame to keep it going, but I, uh, you're not going to take the title off to Oscar. So I agree with you, having her with someone that she can beat for now and then build Fine. to that, because that's her biggest opponent right now in Raw, right?
2: Y- y- yes, I would just give her a win. I mean, I don't care who it's against. I think of a chance to really build Oscar, that she not she's the most legit looking one all the time, right? Because she's such a badass, but. I still think you continue to build her and just have a role. People just continue to steamroll people. And now you've got just where she belongs, which is at the top of the damn division. And she's deserved to be there this entire damn time. Even the tag team that she was in, you still felt, I still felt that right. We all did. Yeah.
3: And, and I think, you know, Charlotte, she should not have been, she should not be arresting Oscar. She should not be losing yet either. You should, and plus, she's the NXT Women's Champion. I think it's a bad look if you have the Raw Women's Champion beat the NXT Women's Champion right now. I think as a SummerSlam match, yes. Um, but not this soon. Char- you know, I think it's too hey. soon for Charlotte versus Oscar. Oh, damn.
2: Okay. So I just realized how quickly you lose the super chats. Yes. Um, yeah. do, can I press one or no?
3: Yeah, no, sure. Uh,
1: uh, I don't think Matt has uh, no.
2: Oh, yeah, you, you're not able Re- to. Re- hey, read Steve Mara Chili's. It's part part of what we're talking about. Yeah,
3: yeah. so that's up right now. Charlotte or Oscar versus oh, Tessa, sorry. which match is bigger down the line?
2: Um, geez, Louise, that is a good question. Um, Tessa versus Charlotte, I feel.
3: Yeah, it depends I mean, on the second, user.
2: Second generation, but dude, come on, it writes itself. Second generation. Oh yeah. Horse, horseman Horseman daughter versus horseman yeah. daughter. I mean, isn't Tessa Tant technically third generation, by the way? Am I wrong with that? Uh, Didn't tell no. no Okay, well, either way. Yeah. Uh, 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 a kid of a famous wrestler versus kid of a famous wrestler <laughs> right. who, who they themselves are freaking just top of the damn business right now, both Tessa and Charlotte are. I'd mm-hmm. chill to see that match, and I'd pay money to see it.
1: But same with Aska versus
2: uh, Tessa as well, but yeah,
1: I think it's going to be Asuka versus Shayna at SummerSlam, but yeah, there's no way. I mean, look, Asuka Asuka was on commentary, she wasn't even in this match tonight, and I think she was one of the best parts of this match tonight. This was fantastic.
3: So, really quick, terrible. Trey was asking, Asuka versus Shayna at SummerSlam, or Sane versus Asuka? Ooh, Sane versus Asuka. If that'd be good, that's a
0: good,
2: it would be, and it would be a good win for Asuka as well, like I said earlier get some more steamroll wins in there right mm-hmm. uh, yeah. quick short match you know a sh- somewhat short match to continue to make her look like a beast and unbeatable again because again oscar when she was undefeated was one of the best things to watch in all of wrestling in my opinion when she was yeah. in NXT, i would
1: antoine, love it Ant- I, i'm sorry
3: i'm oh, sorry go ahead glenn oh, uh antoine real quick saying that they're not stupid enough to take the belt off oscar of yet yeah no and way. i agree uh shana i don't know It just see it, it kind of I'm getting that feeling like they've kind of given up on her, soured
2: on her. Yeah, yeah. And real, really quick, Isaiah Harris says Tamina does monster female better than anyone in WWE. I agree with him on that. I do think Tamina does the monster giving better than anybody in that company at the moment for the female division.
3: Really, yeah. you think better than Nia?
2: I do. I absolutely do because Nia, in between or in between stuff on her facial expression, she's still getting there. She's still not there yet. She's getting there. Tamina is just, I just think more believable in her body language and her expressions on her face.
1: In fact, I would go as far as to say since Alicia Fox left, Tamina is now the most underrated woman on the WWE roster.
2: Dude, she's a stud and she comes off the top rope. Are you kidding me? That that kills your knees, by the way. She's such a good athlete. And has a hell of a kick.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's... uh let's move on uh, so Nia Jax won that uh Asuka raises the title at ringside as Nia Jax stared her down uh, next we had a backstage promo with Drew McIntyre he, and he said it, you know he was on his he didn't plan to claim more MVP earlier but MVP asked for it and then she asked Drew if he knew about tonight's tag team matches MVP and Lashley versus the Street Profits Drew says that he suddenly forgot something in the locker room and says he probably won't find it until that tag match is over. Uh, uh, Did I mention, did the, okay. Yeah. The the street profits had another challenge with uh, the Viking Raiders. This time it was golf (laughs) and uh, the street profits won. So they're, they're two and one right now in in the challenges. Do do you guys think these uh, adding comedy to the Viking Raiders has it Changed your impression of them at all over the past couple months or are they same level? Are, has it enhanced him? What do you guys think?
2: Viking warrior? Are you really asking me this
1: question?
3: <laughs> I should just ask Glenn.
2: I'm sorry. They're <laughs> the shit. It's the
1: shits. The drizzling yeah. shits. I'll, I'll do my whisper gimmick with my handheld on the mic. The Viking Raiders were always a comedy act. The WWE just finally acknowledged it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So this isn't uh, the road warriors versus the midnight express. As far as the build goes, they're, they look like buddies having fun, but, you know, that's your program down the road. Yeah. These segments aren't... They're not horrible, either. They're uh, just... Uh,
1: look, if... I don't know. I'm torn. I'm torn on it. Because if it wasn't the Street Profits, I think I would be... I mean, it's good the Street Profits wrestled tonight, but where's Bianca Belair? Like, I feel like they're just kind of doing weird or wasted things with their best talent
0: right now.
3: Yeah, she's been working main event, so... I don't know if they're just trying to get her some more uh experience or or what but yeah she's been she's been off for a month now off of raw uh
1: are we uh, talking about that live morgan promo
3: uh yeah i haven't gotten there yet okay. there was there's so many promos on the show the next one they had rob gronkowski with the promo uh who's oh my well no actually i'm sorry this was first the Our truth promo Grant came later uh, r truth said it wasn't Tom Brady that has the 24/ seven champ- championship. it's Gronk and uh, anyways, Gronk later replied he he had his hat on and, uh, he did he was more serious than he usually is, but uh, he replied to r truth and said uh, he's ready for any fight and he will see truth coming because he has eyes on the back of his head and then he put it you know sunglasses on the back of his head.
0: Great.
2: Uh, thoughts on Gronk. This is these are my thoughts on Gronk. <laughs> it's such a waste of money. I mean, I get the reason to try to get some mainstream attention. I get that. I still don't like having to be forced to watch the crap. I'm sorry, just being honest.
3: Yeah, and they really didn't get much mainstream attention with Gronk this year. Um, no, it no, seems like so that not. might have been something to just cancel out and wait. But
1: what was the line? Hey. Our truth more like our lies. I mean, no, oh, yeah, our this truth, was. Uh, <laughs> What do you think better, Gronk as a wrestler or Shaquille O'Neal as a rapper?
3: Shaquille O'Neal as a rapper.
1: Yeah, song with Fugees oh was pretty good.
3: Yes, it was actually. <laughs> he Gronk got is terrible. It's funny because Gronk is always one of those guys where anyone would be like, "Oh, he'd be great for pro wrestling." But if you watch pro wrestling, you realize he's too goofy for it. Like it's just too annoying, and it's not it's not something uh, you take it seriously as a heel and as a babyface. It's too irritating to work. Yeah. So, anyway um <clears throat> then we had a this uh man i love rick flair but <laughs> had a pre-recorded video from rick flair who's <laughs> uh who said yeah the, the greatest match of all time is coming up edge versus randy orton uh said since he hung up his boots and stopped riding in limousines and jets orton is the greatest wrestler to do it so at guess he's calling orton the greatest wrestler of all time since him
2: Which he should be doing, though, when you think about it. Because he was in his faction with him. He was supposed to be, um, you know, the lump of coal that they make into a diamond, right? That he squeezed into a diamond one day. It makes sense for him to say things like that to fit within the context of... Do you know what I mean? Uh, um, You know, um, he's always talked about Randy like that.
3: Yeah, I mean, for him to say that he thinks Randy's going to win. He's one of the most talented guys he's seen. I think that's one thing, but to say he's the greatest after him, it just seemed a little too, too much of a stretch. And we actually have a, a new interview with Ric Flair, uh, on, on wrestling Inc. And I spoke to Rick on Friday about his new WWE contract. He just signed a new deal with them a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, he was yeah, talking about this, yeah. you know, the greatest wrestlers of all time right now. He's saying the rock, uh, Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan. Um, but anyway, so, you know, uh, Oh, a way to plug the match and, and using some real star blah, 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 blah star power with flair. Uh,
2: yeah. Yep.
0: Yep.
3: So then we had a, a preview of the last ride. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, then yeah. after that, we had the Liv Morgan promo uh, and she was asking, uh, she's just started talking about her biggest stumbling block saying it was her, her own self-worth. Uh, she, she talked about not knowing growing up, uh, She never felt good enough. She remembers being six years old and wondering what life had in store for her because for a while she felt like she was just floating around. She finally found what she was missing when she found WWE and got her first piece of wrestling gear with her name on it. She might not know all the answers because life keeps changing the questions, but she does know she's alive and she will fulfill who she's always been destined to be and living her best life.
1: Raj really felt that promo. That's why he remembers it so well. Raj, can you just reenact the promo for us here on the podcast? (laughs)
3: No, <laughs> I was about to. I was about to. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to annoy some people if I do <laughs> I
1: mean, I, Matt, look, we're, we're, I, I know I'm a fan of hers. I don't know that these promos are, There's. I don't feel like there's a lot of direction to them.
2: Living the best, whatever was, living the best, what me? What, what was the end of that?
3: Something like that. Living your uh, best living
2: life, living your best life, or whatever. Life. Yeah. Like, that's so rehearsed. Like, that that's too much writing they're giving her. I want to see this girl cut these promos that everyone says, and you see glimpses of it when they leave her to her own devices every once in a while. She has these glimpses. And I just think this is where super-duper rehearsed and way-too-scripted promos hurts these talents. Because to my understanding, she's very creative.
3: Yeah, and, and she's she's shown that she has the potential to be a superstar and I think she's Mm uh I I wonder if these are gonna hurt her a little bit I don't know maybe not maybe uh because I I thought the first couple that she did were good but it's starting to get it's just random she's just randomly talking about you know it's not like she's asked in an interview about her childhood or something like that and then she goes into these answers so I I don't know it's just awkward
1: There we go, Raj. Uh, someone in the chat, uh, Joey Adorjan, is saying, you should do the live promo, but in your uh, Randy no, Savage story. voice. I
3: that.
0: <laughs> 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 People Nothing wrong. have been asking me about
3: the biggest stumbling block yes. of my career. It's always been my own self-worth. Mm, yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> could I? Can I just say,
2: folks watching this on YouTube, just <laughs> scroll back. Five seconds before Raj goes into that promo, and you'll see the light bulb come on. But do I do it? Do I not? Do I? He committed. You're not committed to that, Raj. Good job. That was
1: good, but it's not. It's not the content. So, uh, like Tammy was saying, it sounds she's going through a quarter life uh, uh, crisis. I think even the way you just said that, Raj. I think you could say that with conviction. The words she said were not the problem, but the fact that I don't want a character. Male or female um, That sounds like they're sort of Not passionate You know what I mean about what they're talking about Who's not motivated who's not driven I think that you could sell yeah. any words And make somebody believe it If you have conviction behind it And this just sounded a little too middle of the road
3: Yeah, yeah I mean it, it it definitely sounds scripted And she's you know She's reading it But yeah I I think they were doing such a good job with her, with her just beating people in the ring.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Let her wrestle. She can wrestle.
3: Yeah. Uh, So finally, we had the main event, Street Profits versus MVP and Bobby Lashley. Um, I mean, this was another one, Like, the action was good. Um, At at the end, Ford had covered MVP, but Lashley ran in, broke up the pin, and put the full Nelson on him. Uh, And then he was just destroying... Ford wouldn't break at the referee's count, so they were disqualified. So the Street Profits win by DQ. Um, yeah. Then afterwards, uh, there was a big brawl with Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre came out, uh, hit a Glasgow, kiss, headbutt. They brawled back and forth. Finally, the referee asked the wrestlers and you know in the crowd to come help out. So you had a couple guys come in. Lashley, you know, Drew took him out, but then Lashley hit a spear. But then they kept fighting. Then they got some more you know wrestlers in. And this they tried good. breaking it up, and they just kept they just kept going at it. And Drew was actually getting the better of it, pretty much uh, most of the time. So this again, was awesome. Drew. Yeah,
2: this was awesome with the use of, of the NXT talents, though. That's what I liked the most. This was great. This is old school OVW when they would just start sending. this, Except you wouldn't be able to see the actually. Yeah, they used to put school um, or wrestling school talents in the in the crowd sometimes, and uh, and you just keep having them feed 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 feed. Yeah. Feed, feed. Doing all right? I'm in the middle of doing a show right now. Okay. <laughs> um, good Lord.
1: Is that your neighbor or your wife? Yeah, that's my
2: neighbor. Give me one second, guys. Okay. Right okay.
1: <laughs> Word around the block. Matt's in his car an awful lot. What's yeah. going on at the home yeah, He seems really bad. sad, but yeah. he's laughing
3: to himself. Very <laughs> odd. <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, good Lord. I wow. got to get my situations up. It's weird doing it in this setup tonight. And I'm looking at this and I'm just like, I, I see the chat. I'm like this angle. This is so different. This is so strange. <laughs> got to figure out what went wrong. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, no, I liked it too. I thought it was good use of the crowd. And they should be more inventive with how they use the crowd. I think this is a step in the right direction. They can actually do some stuff they never could have done with a live audience by having this kind of control.
3: Yeah, Antoine Fair yeah, bringing up how they brought the really big guys at the end. Yeah, that's, that is true. The first guys that they brought in were smaller that got destroyed, and then the bigger guys at the end. Uh, Wayne Montgomery, yes. The the rumor is that Matt Riddle is getting called up. Uh, so Matt Riddle, his, he's wrestling Timothy Thatcher on NXT, and that might be it for him, and then he's going to the main roster. So um, I...
2: Good about damn time.
3: Would you put him on Raw or SmackDown?
2: Does it matter? I mean, it does actually. I take that back. SmackDown. aj's yeah. going SmackDown, right? It feels mm-hmm. like SmackDown has better wrestling, for what my, my opinion. Yeah. Short, shorter show means he'll have more. I don't know. I think I think he'll be fine wherever he goes. He's freaking awesome in that ring. He's so damn original too, with mm-hmm. how he works. His style is so damn different.
3: Right. So, yeah, that'll be cool. Drew Gulak, uh, he he was gone from WWE a couple, like a week and a half ago. His contract had expired and they didn't renew. But apparently they came to some agreement because now Drew Gulak's back with the company. They re-added his profile to the SmackDown roster page. So, Drew Gulak's back.
2: Oh, great. That's great news. I'm happy to hear that for him. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I didn't know that.
1: I wonder if the AEW thing was a bit of a bargaining chip.
3: Um. Or so he, he was being represented by Barry Bloom, and oh, yeah. uh, if you wow, he was, yeah. And so I that's could see
2: big time age. That's that's the agent to get. The yeah, didn't
3: Bloom used to represent like Hulk Hogan, and he used to represent all these guys Mick, in WCW, like Goldberg and
2: Mick Mick Foley. Mick Foley gave me to him, uh gave me his number to call when I was with TNA to renegotiate something. When mm-hmm. I was debating going back to WWE or sticking with TNA and me going well you know China's been so loyal and I'll just stick here dumb this dumb, dumb decision um but but um yeah dude that's the guy to get that's awesome he's got him he's working with him
3: yeah so maybe WWE is annoyed dealing with with bloom and we're just like forget it and dude, then uh
2: he is the i mean i cannot say that yeah. enough he only worked with like top talent like main event level talent like the fact that i was even working with him i was like oh, wow like he's way above my level. Like, like, so the fact that he's working with no offense to to what's his name here, that's awesome.
3: Right. Well, that's a, that's a Hell big deal. Yeah.
2: Well, how uh, many years do we know? Do we know three years? Uh, uh, no,
3: you know? but it, the standard has been three years, three three to five. Uh, before the pandemic, it was five. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that they're doing five right now.
1: Um, it doesn't matter. They can kill the contract at any time if they want to.
3: Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, that's how it always is. Yeah. Um, well, they announced a retirement ceremony for Ray Mysterio oh, next yeah. week. But then they, you know, after after Raw on Twitter, they said that Seth Rollins is going to be hosting it. So c- clearly a storyline, you know, we, we mentioned it earlier. Uh, really doubtful that Mysterio is going to uh, retire next week on Raw. Okay. yeah, But uh, uh, yeah. Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. I mean, I think that's... I don't know if they'll do it at Backlash or, or after that, but... Uh, that's where they're headed.
2: I mean, it's, it's, oh, sorry, go ahead. Tonight on Fox, Maryland caught aggressively giving
3: himself talking to himself car. in a dim-lidded car. It's <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's my neighbor, Jeff. Shut up. And in his defense, this probably looks crazy. <laughs> He's going <laughs> to me out here doing my podcast. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's funny. Uh well that was it. That was that was the show. And I think uh it's not the most uh newsworthy week. One one other thing, uh Matt Jackson uh suffered a rib injury. Oh uh so he he broke uh one of his ribs uh damn on really? dynamite last week. So right.
1: and he still crappy... worked that
3: stadium that stadium match. Uh
2: with it, with it? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Guys, that's painful as hell. You, it man, it kills your breathing. I remember yeah. Joe had this happen, and it, it, it hurt him a lot when he was with TNA. It really holds you back. You can't breathe. It sucks. It's not It does, It's not as, like, wimpy-sounding or whatever you guys think of a rib injury would sound. Like, I don't know what you guys would think of it in generally. But I know I used to be like, oh, rib injury. Really? Nah. It sucks and takes sometimes forever to heal because you keep trying to work on it while you have that injury and you, you, you risk screwing it up more yeah, and, and hurting other ribs. It sucks. Yeah. Oh, man. I hope he's able to come through this one quickly.
1: Yeah.
3: Um. Yeah, and then that's about it. Uh, we got uh, NXT coming up this week. No, no pay-per-views this weekend, so a, a little bit of a break, but yeah.
2: Hey, I watched NXT again. I watched it like two more times. Wow. So that says something, in my opinion, about that pay-per-view. Oh, you mean AEW? AEW. What'd I say? NXT. God, geez louise. Again. Yeah, <laughs> We're getting yeah all AEW, the... AEW pay-per-view. I watched it two more times, though, seriously, especially wow. like the ladder match, because I kind of, you know what I mean? I don't think I was paying attention to it as much as I probably should have done the first time, the first go around on it. There's a lot of different things I think I missed.
3: Yeah, I think with the Stadium Stampede, I've re that, that match. Yes. Um, and it was a lot better the second time. I think the first it time, because I'm also... Tweeting and taking notes and um, and, yep. and didn't know what to expect. And and then after after kind of knowing and going back and watching it, I, I thought it was a lot better the second time.
2: Yeah. Is that that's weird. I thought the same thing. Yeah.
1: No, I think there's something to that because it's that it works for and against a prisoner of the moment, right? I mean yeah, it's they're like you're like in they're it, you're looking at down Twitter, down. you're thinking about it all. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I found that some matches I've enjoyed more away from the hype around. Oh. Mm-hmm.
3: What you just? What just
1: happened? Matt said he couldn't hear me.
3: Oh. <laughs> and he's,
1: no. um. Well, uh,
3: glad Matt Rage we go ahead quit and... the
1: podcast. Uh. <laughs> no, I'm sure he'll be back in a second. But oh, we should wrap it up. Uh, oh, is he back? Yeah. Matt, Can you hear me? I hear Matt. Hey Matt, can, can you hear, hear us? I oh, okay. can hear you. Well. On behalf of Matt Morgan, Raj Geary, and myself, we'll be back here Wednesday night to talk about AEW Dynamite, NXT on USA. And, uh, Raj, you're going to have to end this. But until then, stay safe, stay healthy, stay sane, and we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently